Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast. The podcast for every two weeks, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and my co-host, Tom Lawrenson. We look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books you might have heard of, and we talk about them, as long as other stuff, that isn't irrelevant. That is irrelevant, but maybe not so not irrelevant, as in relevant. This week we are on episode 113. Can you believe it? We're still doing it. And it's chapter 18 of book 5, Dumbledore's Army. How are you, Captain mm. Tom? Oh, I forgot that he was the dead bloke who walked around his garden. I just wanted to call you he something was, from the he? army. <laughs> and on what a day, the King's Jubilee, should we be remembering Captain Tom? Do a hundred laps for me in heaven, please, Captain Tom. <laughs> Katy Perry is at the King's Coronation. That's weird. Why is Katy Perry at the King's Coronation, but not Russell Brand? They used to be married. We all know that. They all used to be married. But Russell Brand has not been invited to the coronation, but Katy Perry has. She kissed a girl and she liked it. He has not been seen on... Tele British television for about five years. What's going on? The taste of his cherry chapstick. We are currently mm. uh, recording the podcast at exactly the same time as our future king is being crowned. We would rather stand here talking about Katy Perry than watch one of the biggest moments of British history in the past 100 mm. years. And I don't regret it. The question, the question is, is Williams at the coronation? <laughs> that is my one big question about the coronation. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of things I want to know. Is Williams there and why is Katy Perry there? Because if he's not, I want to have a word with King Charles, and I'll say, Your Majesty, congratulations. But also, why is Katy Perry higher up on your list of invitees than David Williams? Eh? <laughs> Lionel Richie's there. Yeah, well, of course Lionel Richie's there. Hello. It's a Lionel Richie joke. But, hey. Hello, is it me you're looking for? No. Oh. I've invited you, Lionel, but please don't disturb me while I'm getting ready. I apologise, Your Majesty. Mm. <laughs> I think there'd be nothing more distracted as you're getting your coronation gear on than Lionel Richie popping out from behind the door and just saying one of his lyrics. Uh, sorry, Your Majesty. Oh, what a feeling, dancing on the ceiling. Get him out! <laughs> you invited me, Kingy. You invited me. Did you just call me Kinga from Big Brother 8? No! <laughs> I'll leave you now, but I hope you have a nice party all night long. Right out. Um, are you excited for the King's coronation, Lucas? Well, as someone who's quite interested in history, I am kind of interested in the coronation. It feels like a big uh, historical thing. But the actual thing itself, not really. I'm a bit ambivalent about the royal family. I could take them or leave them. But I do quite like history, so that's quite interesting. In that, uh, in that thing. And I quite like watching things like that just in case something goes wrong, like if somebody does a trump or falls over or something. I'm going to pledge allegiance so hard today. I'm going to punch myself in the heart. My heart will stop working. Yeah. 
Well, when we, as soon as we've done the rundown, we are going to do a salute that will stay there for the remainder of the episode in respect to our new the king. The Potter Vision salute. Yeah. That's for you, King Charles. We love you. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty, uh, pretty good stuff. I was half expecting, and I hope it might still happen. It's halfway during the coronation. One of the UK's best spies to come swinging down on a rope, steal his crown, and then pull the Archbishop of Canterbury's underpants down and show us his bottom. We can only hope. What does that mean? <laughs> you know just what I mean. I'm referring to Johnny English, which actually is being shown on Channel 4 while the coronation is taking place. So the first three channels are showing the coronation and uh, Channel 4 is showing Johnny English strikes again. <laughs> mm. You know, for, for a bit of variety, something else you can watch. It's either that old bullseye on challenge. Yeah. Are you excited about the coronation? I didn't ask you. Um, it's a weird thing to think that all our money is going to be recalled and we're going to have an old bloke's face put on our pound coins. Yeah. <laughs> an old bloke's face put on our notes. Yeah. Something really nice about having a female monarch, you know. Queenie's been there. She's like... The longest serving female monarch that England has ever had, UK's yeah. ever had. I think female monarch she's is the longest, uh, she's the longest serving female head of state of all time, I think, for any country. Yeah, yes, quite. But like, <laughs> now that's been taken away from us, yeah. now we've got some weird man um, and a new woman we have to call Queen. Who is that? Yeah, know who that is. Hey, but you never know. He might beat that record. He might become the new longest reigning monarch of all time. You never know. The problem is, Kingy is a bit... He's not weak enough. I'd have preferred it if Kingy was a bit weaker. Yeah. Like, do you remember Henry VIII's children who, like, died really quickly? Oh, His yeah. Henry VIII's son was made king at, like, four years old. It was... <laughs> He's all weak and sickly. Yeah. I want that as my king. I don't. How old do you reckon King Charles is? There's no way of knowing. <laughs> 80? 70? 60? I, I don't know. Yeah. 70s. I know. It must have been exciting. Yeah. You know, like Tudor times when they had like five different kings in about 50 years. Kings and queens. Bloody hell. Exciting. Lady Jane. They Grey, were the pop days. stars of the time. Yeah. yeah bloody hell. They'd have been on a few covers of Hello Magazine, wouldn't they? Edward the First, that was Justin Bieber. Edward the First was the Justin Bieber of, uh, <laughs> I think, the 11th century, maybe later. Mar Mary, Queen of Scots. That's she Diana Vickers. That's she Diana Vickers, yeah? She didn't become the actual Queen of England, but she's Queen of Scotland. Just like Diana Vickers didn't win X Factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? It's very, very similar. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, fascinating stuff. Imagine living back then, back in the olden days, you know, like 1400s and that, yeah. 1600s. Yeah. What's your favourite song? Green Sleeves. 
Oh, mine too. Yeah, of course it is. It's the only song. <laughs> it's either that or Hey Nonny New. Nobody likes that one. <laughs> hey, put Hey Nonny New on. No, nobody wants Hey Nonny New. It's green sleeves. <laughs> oh, I've had green sleeves on 20 times in a row. One Hey Nonny New. Fine. One Hey Nonny New. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bloody hell. But takes the pressure off, I think. You know, like these days, there's so much music and so much like TV shows and platforms. It's hard to keep up with pop culture. Whereas back in those days, they'd be like, hey, who's your favourite artist? You'd be like, Henry VIII, Greensleeves. Mine too. Mm. And then you, you, you can be cool for about 200 years. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. To live in the olden days. Forever having a cold nose and just getting on with it. <laughs> oh, I've got a cold nose and a cold face today, today and my socks are wet. Yeah, same as everyone. We've all got that. <laughs> oh, I don't have a window pane. Me either. It's always cold. Yeah. I have to share the same stick to wipe me out. Yeah, we all do. There's only one in the country. We all pass it round. <laughs> <laughs> to live in the olden days. Oh. Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Justin Bieber back then. Yeah. No Diana Vickers there. I, I love that when um, you're in school and teachers decide to like uh, tell you things you knew anyway. Yeah, well, we didn't have mobile phones back then. We know. Yeah, I know. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we never had smartphones back then. Sir, they've only been around for about five years. I didn't have smartphones back then. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> oh, you like you don't know how good you've got it. We didn't have Selena Gomez when I was growing up. All right. You've got her now. Appreciate her now. <laughs> <laughs> mm. hey, bloody hell. Selena Gomez. Coronation. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Ariana Grande. Are they invited to the coronation? I hope Diana Vickers so. is there. Well, there'll be a lot of Vickers there, so I don't know why Diana Vickers couldn't be there as well. Who do you reckon is going, right? If you have to think... So, if Katy Perry's there... Right, Elton John's and... got to be there. They love Elton John, the royal family. Well, the thing is, Elton John seems to have a close relationship with the Beckhams <laughs> and the royal family. Oh, yeah, he's on a boat. What is happening there? Yeah... <laughs> I think, I think, I think, um, uh, Cruz Beckham was spotted at, uh, the Sandcastle in Blackpool on Barracuda with Elton John. <laughs> well, I remember, I'm sure I saw a picture where, like, it was the Beckhams and they were on a, like, a speedboat or, like, a cruise boat or whatever. They were all there in, like, swimming trunks and bikinis and stuff. And there was Elton John with, <laughs> His normal light suit and glasses on. <laughs> on and you think, don't you? <laughs> you think, what do the Beckhams and Elton John have in common? Mm. David Beckham is a model and a footballer. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Victoria Beckham is a model, a fashion designer and a pop star. Yeah. yeah? Elton John is one of the biggest pop stars of all time. Mm. Yeah. So they've got the pop star element, but what I think they have most of all to chat about is 
gossip. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think between them, they'll know so many celebrities that, uh, that you know, they'll have so many rumours and gossip things to talk about. Definitely. One of my... One of my greatest desires, I would love to become famous just to get, I want to hear the gossip. I want to hear it all. Oh, yeah. Because people, like, I think, because like us meeting like just people on the comedy circuit, if they've done a gig with somebody, they'll gossip about them or say how they were. And they're not even like, famous. Even if, it, even if it's minuscule. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, Jamie Hutchinson drank an iron brew. He did what? <laughs> well, we did one of our Pottervision gigs uh, at a certain venue. And that venue had had Frankie Boyle there the week before. And we were going through the sound and the lights and they were like, oh, Frankie Boyle was specific about his lights. As if that, as if that was like big gossip that he wants his lighting to be correct. <laughs> they were like, bloody hell, I want his lights to be right and his, his music. <laughs> so... We've got Elton John. Do you think Ant and Deck are going to be there? I think both of them are going to be there. And I'm going to go one further and say they're allowed to bring a plus one. And it's not each other. <laughs> yeah, if you were Ant and Deck, though, who would your plus one be? If I was Ant, I would choose Mrs. Ant. And if, if I was Deck, I would choose Mrs. Deck. Or maybe Dermot O'Leary, because they like him, don't they? Ant had a drunk driving fiasco a few years ago. Yeah, just broke my pen. That's funny. Pandemic <laughs> got a bit too much for Ant, and he started drink driving about once yeah. with his mum in the car, and he crashed, yeah. and he looked knackered. But with sheer PR, they managed to shoehorn Ant back into our lives. Yeah. Because as we all know... Drink driving ain't cool. That's one of the worst things you can do. In America, it's fine. You get your DUI and then you carry on. They all talk about it. Oh, I've got a DUI, me. If you've got a driving ban in the UK, people are like, oh, please don't tell anyone about my driving <laughs> yeah. ban. I almost killed a load of people. <laughs> but Americans are like, naughty me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, I think... now I have to have a breathalyzer in my car. Yeah. Well, if you think about it now, we've had Ant and Deck for about 30 years. If you go back to Biker Grove, I don't think we'll ever lose sight of them. But yeah, I bet they're at the coronation, aren't they? Mm. If Scylla was alive, I bet she'd be there, wouldn't she, Scylla Black? Yeah. Mm. Well, she's dead. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about that. No. Hey, but I reckon we'll see a few coronations in our time. Because I think we'll see, obviously, Charles today. I think we'll see William, and I think maybe we'll see another one. If we live long enough. What's his name? Is um, it George? Well, it's a bit of a waste of time. Hopefully we won't see any more. Hopefully this will be the last one, that'll be good. What do you mean, Republic are you talking about here? I just kind of think... We go, okay, enough now. Yeah. We don't need a man in a crown running around a castle, do we? There's more yeah. important things happening. An old man did a hundred laps of his garden for some reason. Why did he do that? <laughs> but we've had kings and queens for 2,000 years. Well, it's about time they put a bloody stop to it. 
right. Thing is, an old man did a hundred laps of his garden, yeah. and he was called Captain Tom. Yeah. And then he was going to die, so he went to Barbados on holiday. <laughs> What's happening there? <laughs> I didn't know that. Hey, but if you like and were inspired by Captain Tom, you can buy uh, his book, which is like 100 Ways to Live Like Captain Tom. And uh, you get Don't to... Don't buy that. <laughs> you get to improve your life with having, uh, having his values. Don't buy that. <laughs> thing is, thing is about... In this world, right, I think we can all agree that men... I've got a lot of learning to do. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Right. You see, we've got things like men talking over women, men not listening to women, men. You watch films from the olden days. Yeah. It's men grabbing women by their shoulders, shaking them. Violence. Yeah, we don't like. You're that, telling we? me that Captain Tom, one of these men from the old days. <laughs> Wasn't shaking women about and shouting at them. I think he was. <laughs> we always like to start an episode of the Pottervision podcast with a bit of slander. And uh, that, that's our little bit of t- for today. <laughs> if you think Captain Ton was one of the baddens, get in touch. Lucas's DMs are always open. They're always open. Do you know what? This is going to be another one of the things, right? that you're going to get heaps of messages about. I reckon you're going to get three to four messages this week being like, I reckon Captain Tom was awful as a young man as well. <laughs> Agreeing with you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you can always send me a private personal message to say what you think about Captain Tom. Mm. As you get older, you realise that most people are wicked. Yeah. And I don't think... Captain Tom is exempt from being wicked. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. You know, the people that you love are just the people that you've you've accepted how they are. You think, oh, well, you know, I love this person. Warts and all. You go, oh, don't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, what have you been up don't to the past couple that. of weeks? I've not seen you for a couple of weeks. I know, you've been lazy, haven't you? Yeah, I've been sitting on my backside, doing nothing. I don't know, what have I been doing? i got a shadow ban on TikTok. What does a shadow ban mean? They stop showing people your videos, you put them out, yeah. but they don't push them to anyone. Why not? What are they upset about you for? On one of my videos, there was a drawing of a cartoon builder's bum. <laughs> and they shadow banned you for that? Yeah, it got flagged as pornographic. <laughs> Bloody hell, it's a builder's bum. <laughs> and when, does that get lifted at some point, this ban? I think after two weeks, but I've been trying to, I've been putting things out, but... Yeah, well, no more builder's bottoms. Working. No, no. How is a man meant to relax without that? Yeah, I know. What day is it? When's this? Oh, I'm going on. Yeah. What else have I been doing? Let me look at my thing. You going on holiday? Yeah, I'm going to Mykonos on a. Oh, I shouldn't say when, but I'm going on Mik. 
Because the thing is, when you go on holiday, you shouldn't tell people no. online that you're going on holiday. Yeah. People might come into your if house. They've got any, if they've got any sniff of where you live, they'll come rob your house. Yeah. So, he's going to Mickey Mouse, not any specific time. What do you think of that train guy? Do you know the guy that's like... The guy with the camera on his head. <laughs> he gets yeah, to you knew exactly what I was on about. <laughs> Do you know what? I think it's lovely that he gets to do what he likes, but I, I don't find it very interesting. Either the trains or I him think... going, like oh, that, looking at him. I think it's perverted. Like, let him do what he wants, <laughs> but the people who watch it are perverts. <laughs> I think it's like... But that's exciting. Mm. You're going on your holly, like... Bobs. How long are you going for? <sighs> hundred years. Lovely. Well, if you don't get a tan in that time, something wrong with you. But luckily, it's meant to be cold and rainy while I'm there. Hey. So I can't wait for that. That'll be nice. <laughs> That'll be lovely. But is that cold and rainy just in, uh, is it Greece? In Greek terms? Is it Greece, Mykonos? Something, isn't it? Something like that. One of them down there. <laughs> I, on the other hand, uh, I was in Munich last weekend. It was a long weekend because we had uh, May Day off, like you do in the UK. And um, it was a friend's birthday, so we went to uh, Munich to celebrate. Right? But I tell you what, there was a certain bin in Munich that would have got a shadow ban on Twitter. Because I sent you a little picky, didn't I, from Munich. Yeah. On a bin, someone had put a sticker of a bumhole on, on the top of a bin. And there wasn't anything to go with it. It was just a bumhole on its own. And I have no idea why it was there, but it made me chuckle. What does it all mean? Was, it, was a, it was a photograph of one, wasn't it? Yeah, a photograph of one put onto a sticker. Sometimes I think maybe it's a good thing... That you migrated. <laughs> Why? Seems like you're with your people. <laughs> Maybe. Because Martina and I, part of the birthday was that we went to a, like a restaurant bar type thing. And it was a bit warm in there. So Martina and I went out and to get some fresh air in the streets of Munich. Right? We look up and there is a man, stark bollock naked walking through the streets of Munich. He had nothing on but a pair of socks, and he must have, he was like middle-aged. He had like long hair, he must have been about in his 50s, but he was completely nude, and he had a straight face, and he was just casually walking through the streets of the city. Yeah, then who was this man? <laughs> I don't know who he was, but it was very intriguing. Um, well, why were you meeting him for dinner? I was not meeting him for dinner. Martina and I were outside getting a breath of fresh air, and we saw him walk past. That's well, one of the I few occasions didn't inhale where too I've seen much. a man in public. I've never seen... Actually, I saw a naked bicycle ride once. No, I didn't. I think I just saw a photograph of that. Yeah. Well, I, I once saw a naked homeless man in Philadelphia, um, which was... I think maybe the the only other time I've seen a, a nude man in public. Yeah, I've seen plenty of arses about a man's arse crack. Oh, we all have. But the other There's side. There's nothing more shameful 
about. <laughs> well, it, you uh, know, there's nothing more shameful about seeing a man's ass. As you told me in a story, it could be potentially lethal to show your bottom. You could fall out of a <laughs> of a window from an apartment and die. Pulling a moony. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Who do you think should be the next James Bond, and why do you think it should be King Charles? Well, I think it should be King Charles, and the reason why is because um, I think it'd be funny having an old James Bond, wouldn't it? Like, imagine him trying to pull, because he's got them big fingers, hasn't he? How could he pull a trigger with them big fingers, or like pick a lock or something? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Martina and I had a conversation where I was like, would you, would you still love me if I had King Charles's fingers? And she said that she would struggle to hold my hand. Because <laughs> they're so sausage-like. <laughs> she could use two hands. Exactly. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but the thing is about, everyone likes having a joke about King Charles's fingers, but to me that looks like a disability. Anyway, I won't judge about what people make find funny. <laughs> hey, I'm only messing. I don't know who I want to be the James Bond. There's rumours that that guy from Happy Valley is going to be the new James Bond, but I don't like the idea of that because he's mean in Happy that Valley. That rapist. Yeah, him. Yeah, there's rumours that he's going to be the new uh, James Bond, but everyone just knows him from Happy Valley. He's that awful murderer. That's not going to be very good, is it? Excuse me, Miss Moneypenny. Are you a virgin? Excuse me, Bond. <laughs> oh, he's cheeky, isn't he? But cheeky? He's kidnapped a woman. Oh, and he's suave and he's sexy. He's ran somebody over in a van. That is not what we want to see in James Bond. <laughs> right. Who does that make? I guess that would make... Goldfinger, uh, Sarah Lancaster. Yeah, Goldfinger would be Sarah Lancashire. And I uh, guess that makes Q his son that uh, he doesn't get to see. Mm. <laughs> what do you think about Dylan Mulvaney and this Bud Light controversy? I have no idea who Dylan Mulvaney is. I've heard of Bud Light, I know it's a drink. But I don't know what the controversy is, or the controversies, I like to say. What is Dil- Who is Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney? Dylan Mulvaney received a Bud Light with her face on it. Yeah, and because Dylan Mulvaney is a trans person... Right. Uh, the Bud Light Drinkers of America hated this. Oh, right. And they started pouring their cans of Bud Light away. Yeah. Well, they should get a life, shouldn't they? Mm. Have a have a bloody drink or don't have a drink. Yeah, that's the weird thing to be protesting. But mm. yeah, well, I feel I don't know who anybody is anymore. I, I don't I feel I, like it. I don't think there's I? anyone you could put on. I don't think there's anyone you could put on a product that would stop me consuming it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it was an anus, and then I'd be like, oh, I can't, can you unwrap that for me? <laughs> Don't want to look at that. But I feel like I've been in, like, cryogenically frozen. I feel like I've been frozen now. I've woke up and I don't know who anybody is. 
Martina was telling me about with... somebody, and she was like, "Hey, do you know who this is?" I'm like, "No." And she, <laughs> they hosted the Met Gala. What's the Met Gala? <laughs> I don't have a clue about these things. <laughs> You've been cryogenically frozen since 1989. <laughs> I think I have, yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe it was like 1980. Decimalisation happened. They converted uh, the UK currency from like, I don't know, shillings and stuff into pounds. And you were like, oh, freeze me up, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Put me next to Walt Disney and wake me up in 2023. <laughs> Says you bringing mm. up Diana Vickers. That's going to be about 15 years since she was on the X Factor. <laughs> the thing is, people liked Diana Vickers. Yeah. She was likeable. I think I vaguely remember mm. her. Was she Irish? I don't know. No. It was a person at least yeah we all remember that it was a person <laughs> we've got how many patrons we got we got like 73 patrons something like that yeah. and down people have a taste of the patreon and they go no <laughs> <laughs> yeah some people stick around some people had a few people come back recently which has been nice but yeah it's something you could dip i was in thinking uh, no, no, stay forever. I was thinking <laughs> goal. So we've been on 72 for a while. Yeah. If we get to 100, what if, as soon as it gets to 100, I get on a plane and visit you? Hey, let's do that. If it gets to 100, you come on a plane and visit me. And we'll do some things in Germany. Mm. Make some content. So... It doesn't have to stay at 100 forever. You can all leave. I don't, we don't mind that much. Yeah. But <laughs> why don't we say 6th of May. Let's, we've got a month now. Let's check back in. 6th of June. If it's happened, you know. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> I'll come. If not, whatever. You won't. Yeah, we can't say if, fair. If it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen, we'll have a video call with each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, first time ever. We'll have a video call that we'll record. <laughs> mm. Hey, I tell you what, I've started my new language course. I've been very busy. No, uh... oh, you stick to German. You already <laughs> can't be adding a new language on there. <laughs> I've decided to learn conversational Italian. Uh, no, no, it's my German lessons, of course. And, um, well, this week I've had parents' evenings and German lessons. So I get to school at normal at half seven, then school till three o'clock, then two hours of parents' evening, and then two hours of uh, German. But I, si I signed up, and then I didn't know what room to go to on Tuesday, because it was the first lesson. And the teacher was in the main office. And she was like, oh, where, where'd you come from? I was like, oh, I come from Wales. And this was the most exciting thing I could have said. She was like, oh, Wales, like this. I thought, why is that exciting? But then when I walked into the class and realised everybody else was <laughs> from the same three countries, I thought, oh, maybe I am exotic. I'm from Wales. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite good. It's a lot more chilled out than uh, the online lessons I've been doing. Because online, there's usually about three people. It's an hour. And it's like, bam, 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 exercise, exercise, exercise. New information, new information. 
But this class I'm in, there's about 24 of us, and it's dead chilled out, and a lot of them are like... What are them three nations there from, then? There was a lot of what... There was a lot of um, people from Albania in uh, in the lesson, which I was surprised by. It, but then there's a lot of um, a lot of people come from, like, Turkey uh, to Germany. That's, like, one of their biggest immigration things, like, from Turkey and... Uh, Places around there. East, Eastern Europe. Yeah. Mm. So I, as a Welshman, was very exotic. Welshman. But you always do have a Turkish haircut, so... Yeah, I'm fitting in with the locals. <laughs> you always... you will, Any country you're in, you'll wander into a Turkish barber and you say... Do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me a taste of Istanbul. Yeah, do what you like. You got one of them. You got one of them. Uh, you getting one of the haircuts where they're putting like goop in their fingers and rubbing it in your ears. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, salt and pepper on the end. <laughs> Don't mind if I just Shaving set your beard your on neck. fire, dear. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. Whatever it is you like to do. Can of links and a lighter. <laughs> people don't do that as much anymore can of links and a lighter or oh, to the americans a can of axe body spray and a lighter yeah they don't do it anymore hey, they have we axe in, uh, in germany as well axe body spray is that the same I've company as links do they have africa oh you bet your arsehole it is <laughs> i think they do have africa yeah very good hmm now, Tom, we've been talking well, for 35 minutes and we are yet to start the actual topic of the episode, which is Chapter 18, Dumbledore's Army. Would you mind? Oh, no, it's me that runs it down. I forgot. Well, let's see how this goes. I prepared this about two weeks ago. It's Dumbledore's Army. Um, Umbridge has been intercepting and reading Harry's mail. Ever since she nearly grabbed Sirius's head in the fire, she's been intercepting mail and she's doing a lot of things, interfering with clubs and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff going on, Quidditch practice going on, there's rain, it has to get cancelled. It's all very exciting stuff. Harry starts having to think about uh, his connection to Voldemort, the fact that he can sense when Voldemort's angry, or he can sense mm. when Voldemort needs a wee. Uh, he's got a connection with him. Anyway, they have their first session and they decide to use the Room of Requirements. Right? It's a room that if you need it, you've got it. Right? It's the Room of Requirements. Anyway, they have the first lesson. Harry starts teaching them the basics, and it goes bloody well, if you don't mind me asking, especially with Cho Chang. And that is Dumbledore's army. So, Tom, what a chapter. What a bloody <clears throat> chapter. Yeah. Easily my favourite chapter that I've ever read in my entire life. Is that sincere? Yes. <laughs> 
Umbridge is reading Harry's letters. Yeah. Now, he's not a fan of that, but myself, I don't like reading my own letters that come through the door. They give me anxiety. So, any post that gets delivered to my parents' house in Blackpool, um, I tell my mum, you open it, no matter what it is, you open it, because I don't want to look at that mama. <laughs> and does she then tell you what's in the mail or what happens? Unfortunately, my mother is very lazy, so she doesn't want to read it either. <laughs> so sometimes she'll open it, sometimes not. So she's got the same condition I have. She doesn't want to open her own mail either. Fantastic. Well, if you don't like opening your own mail, always ask somebody else who doesn't like opening mail to open your mail for mm. you. It's an easy solution. Thing is, you can just bin mail. We've all moved into a house where the previous occupants' letters come to the house, and we think, what am I going to do? Try and contact them. Could do. Time. Put them in the post box, return to sender. I prefer writing RTS on them and then just putting them in the bin. <laughs> I remember I did that when I moved into Crab Lane. I was like, well, I'm going to send all this mail to their new address. And I kept it all in a pile. And then six months later, when my priorities had changed, I put it all in the recycling. <laughs> I was like, never mind. Sometimes I do like, because I always have a to-do list. I have a Word document where I write down all the things I need to do. And there are some things that just keep getting pushed back to next week, next week, next week. And then three months later, I think, oh, I don't want to do that now. <laughs> no, delete yeah, it from my list. <laughs> I've got a to-do list, and one of my things is learn the Austin Powers dance. That's not getting done. <laughs> For about a year, I've had on my to-do list um, film art attack Neil Buchanan in a field sketch. Right? <laughs> and... <laughs> And the idea was that I'd be in a field with a bit of salt, <laughs> pouring it on the floor, convincing someone that I was doing a big heart attack. <laughs> but the the joke being that he's actually mental and just pouring salt on a field and there's nobody filming it. <laughs> Do you know, that is a good sketch. Yeah, it's a good idea, isn't it? You can have that. Put that in your routine. Oh, he's, he, he, there it is, listeners. There's the contract. He's given me the idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, to do list, they're good. Yeah, but Umbridge reading Harry's mail, it makes me think like, how much time has she got on her hands? Is she using a time turner or something? Because she's given herself so much admin to do. She's got to teach Defence Against the Dark Arts to seven years of students. She's got to do all these lesson observations. Now she's got to accept club applications, read people's mail. Grab people's heads in a fire. It's a lot to do for one mm. person. Mm. But somehow she manages. She's your typical modern woman, right? She's got all this stuff going on, and you've got people like Dumbledore, although head teacher of the school, is sat about doing niche. Is he even head teacher anymore? I forget. The problem is, when <laughs> yeah. you read this book once every two weeks, you kind of forget what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you read a book over the but, space of one and a half years, you can sometimes forget what, <laughs> what happened in the previous chapter. But one thing stays constant is the constant bickering. Hermione, no! <laughs> Ron, stop that! 
we've got to revise for our owls. <laughs> you two need to stop. I'm sick of the bickering. Where's it leading to? Where's it heading to? We Let's... know they don't get together till book seven. Less wizard bickering, more Diana vickering. Exactly. I would rather hear those two talk about how Diana Vickers has done in this week's X Factor. Oh, she nearly went to sudden death, but she didn't. I'd rather hear about that. Quidditch in the rain. Yeah. God, this is exciting. Perhaps if you don't read... Oh, I've already said that. Quidditch in the rain. God, this is exciting. Oh, my God. They want Quidditch. Oh, not if it's in the rain... We, I can't help you lot. What do you want? <laughs> oh my Angelina God, has yeah. campaigned. Yeah. Angelina's campaigned to get you Quidditch back. And now you don't want it. Yeah. Good Lord. You can literally have magic umbrellas that float around on your head. Quidditch in the rain. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't have like, uh, you know, like in Wimbledon, they have like a retractable court roof that goes over the top when it rains. I'm surprised the Quidditch game hadn't got that, like a dome or something. Mm. Missed a trick with that, haven't they? They'll have to do a redevelopment like they do at SW19. Oh, you can say that again. They'll have to do a redevelopment like they do at SW19. Well, not literally. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of body humour in this chapter about Fred and George having boils on their bodies. I don't want to hear about that. In this book, I think so far, there's been at least three occurrences of the same joke where someone is about to swear and then they get interrupted. Well, they'll be like, oh, the broom went right up my Fred and George. What are you doing there? And I'm sick of it. Uh, I don't want to hear these jokes anymore. Just say ass. Hey, they're coming of age. <laughs> they're growing up. They're saying rude things now. It's about time they started talking about each other's body cellos. Exactly. We've all done it. We've all seen it. Imagine that. you, Because there's a bit where they go, oh, a few of mine have ruptured. And it's like... Bloody heck, children are reading this. Mum, mum, I'm on the bit where Fred's arse boils have ruptured. Right, give me that book. You're not reading that anymore. It's gone rude. Harry begins to explore the idea that he has an emotional connection with Voldemort, right? If Voldemort's happy, Harry feels happy. He can feel it. If Voldemort's angry, Harry feels angry, right? Let's just hope Voldemort never gets horny. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I don't want Harry to be feeling that. Oh, what's that down there? Guess the Dark Lord's having sex again. Guess the Dark Lord's having sex again. Hey, that could be your excuse, though, couldn't it? Must be the Dark Lord, it's not me. 
Harry's got this connection to Voldemort, and it can only, it reminds me of my connection with King Charles. Oh yeah, I was good. I've written that down. Thank God, because just like King Charles sits about and does nothing, I sit about and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's so many connections between you and King Charles. It's like ridiculous. You are from England. King Charles is from England. He is a king. Hmm. You are a man. He wears clothes. You wear clothes. He wears more cloaks. Yeah, that's true. But you can't be exactly the same. You've got to do your own thing, haven't you? Yeah. I do have a crown somewhere. See, he's got a crown nearly. You've got a crown, definitely. I won King Gong seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I never won King Gong. I won't beat the frog. But King Gong, I could only yeah, be a finalist, unfortunately. Well, you didn't try that many times. No, maybe twice. I could have did it. Yeah. It's good winning, though. Feel, feels real good. Oh, yeah. Very strange. For those of you who don't know, there are uh, shows called gong shows in stand-up comedy where they're a bit raucous, aren't they? Because people in the audience, three of them get a card, and if they don't like you, they stick the card up like that going, mm, you're rubbish. And if you get three cards, they hit a gong, and you're finished. You have to walk off stage, and you have to try and last for five minutes without the three cards going up. So, yeah, so it feels good to survive, but then, yeah, to win it as well is, uh, feels very nice. Because then there's, like, mm. a clap-off at the end. Feels really good. Yeah, very good, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. What do you know? mm. Hogwarts is fantastic, right? It's got free food... Free healthcare and also free veterinary care. Hedwig has returned safe and sound. I would go to Hogwarts just for all the the free benefits that you get. You get looked after, don't you? You benefit scrounger. <laughs> I'm a benefit scrounger, yeah? I go to Hogwarts, right? I buy loads of animals and they can make sure they're wormed and fleed. If they get ill, they'll sort them out. And I can get a free dinner morning, noon and night. It's very mm. cushy. I'd want to go just... For... Imagine that, picking your wizarding school. <laughs> and then in the, uh, uh, I don't know, the brochure for Hogwarts is, is a typical menu. You'd be like, oh, I want to go here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to go to Bumflap's Magic Academy... Jamie Oliver's been there to do healthy meals. Oh, let me go to Hogwarts, Mum. <laughs> it's pies for breakfast at Hogwarts. <laughs> Isn't it funny that Jamie Oliver hated seeing fat kids so much? He yeah. made it his life's mission to stop them serving bad food in schools. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely his motivation. Oh, don't like looking at you lot. It's salad now. Yeah, but none of that at Hogwarts. I think he'd be laughed out of the Great Hall if he came in trying to sort them out. Mm. 
Which not surprises me. There's no magic food at Hogwarts. It's all the same food that Muggles have. Like, you think they'd have, like, I don't know, magic pie or study soup or... How about pumpkin pie and pumpkin juice? Are you forgetting about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pumpkin pie and pumpkin juice. It's always like, hey, oh, Fred we and George's. bacon. Right. How about, what about Fred and George's shit lozenges? <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's different, isn't it? I'm talking about Hogwarts food. I know they have shit lozenges. Fred and George's ear what about every, Bertie Botts' every flavour beans? Yeah, all right. I'm talking about specifically the food that Hogwarts puts out in their dinners, the school dinners. I'm not about Bertie Botts or Fred and George's shit pasties. Yeah, they've got to have a way to... Because they're magicking up food. Well, they're not actually. It comes from somewhere. But I'd want to be like, can I have a dinosaur like Dumbledore, please? Yeah, you can definitely do that. Well, the elves are preparing the food. Are they really slaughtering turkeys and pigs, these house elves? And cattle. <laughs> Steak pies, it's tonight. And guess Dobby needs to go back to the abattoir. Excuse me, Dobby, is this halal? <laughs> yes. We are inclusive <laughs> What? Very good, Dobby. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There don't seem to be many vegetarian options, do they? Every day it's either steak pudding or kidney pie, beef and Yorkshire's. No. Imagine that. Imagine that you're you're vegetarian, or like let's say the food isn't halal. <laughs> you be at Hogwarts like mash again for me tonight, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Every day I have mash. <laughs> Maybe not even that if they use milk to make the mash. Yeah, oh yeah, bloody hell. They won't even be able to have mash. Guess it's just the peas for me. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Well, Which brings us back to David Walliams. You see, before <laughs> they kicked off as George Dawes, shooting stars, um, um, what was that one they did about? pop stars I forget Little Britain yeah Williams and Lucas were a double act called it's on the it's on the everyone's tongue mashing peas right okay they decided right we'll emerge as mashing peas that will be our double act yeah yeah isn't that weird it's a strange name but I like it we could, well, they're not mashing peas anymore. Why don't we become mashing peas? Instead of pot vision, we're the, the mashing peas brothers. show. Eh? We're the what? We're the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> we're the Chuckle Brothers, yeah? Mashing peas. I think Ch Chuckle Brothers is one of the best duo names. Yeah. Right, we're brothers, and guess what we're bringing? We're bringing the Chuckles. Yeah, it's the Chuckle Brothers, yeah. Yeah, it is a bloody good name. It tells you what you want to know. Right, they're related, they make you laugh. It's the Chuckle Brothers. Right, what do Mash and Peas do? Is that a catering company? No, no, they're a comedic double act as well. Oh. No, no, that's soon to be billionaire Williams. <laughs> well, we once saw a sketch group called Rich, Thick and Creamy, didn't we? Do you remember? <laughs> I'm rich, I'm thick. 
And I'm Kevin. <laughs> Very funny. We like that, didn't we? <laughs> it's rich, thick and yeah. creamy. Yeah. And we learn about the room of requirements. Right? It's a room right, that you can use for any purposes that you like. Right? Now, this is the room that Dumbledore has had a piss in. Because he needed a wee and the room of requirement turned itself into a toilet. Right? Later on, when they actually use the room of requirement, they're like, right, you have to walk past the room up and down three times each, and then the door will appear. Right, is it really not that hard to find a toilet that he has to pace up and down three times before actually going inside and having a wee? Seems, seems daft to me. There's a toilet on every floor, Dumbledore. I'd go back to the old wizarding ways. If you go on Pottermore, it said the only Hogwarts only adopted plumbing in like the 1700s, yeah. right? So before then, they'd all shit on the floor and then just like magic it away. Why don't you do that? <laughs> I'd do that. That'd be de dead fun. Yeah. It, I think it'd inspire everyone to be a bit too lazy, right? Because if you're. You'd be like, you'd be pissing the bed and just like drying as you piss. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's also piss -o. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know about you, but I wouldn't really want to start a club in a room that I know my head teacher had pissed in. No, I would. Come on, it's new chess club. It's in headmaster's toilet. <laughs> Checkmate. Every book in this series has, like, its cool, magical idea, right? Last book, it was uh, the Marauder's Map or whatever. Maybe that was the third book, right? Maybe it's the Mirror of Erised. This book is the Room of Requirement. I feel like this is the cool, magic idea of book five. Do you like the idea of the Room of Requirement, or do you think it's shit? I hate Order of the Phoenix, my least favourite book. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Room of Requirement, what the hell? A whole room where they can play. I wouldn't join this gang. We're going to defend ourselves, getting ready for the Battle of Hogwarts. I'd be like, not me. I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to go to Barbados. I'm going to yeah. do the old Captain Tom. Spend the remaining my years in Bermuda, maybe. Yeah. Get one of those uh, Donald Duck, no, one of them um, goofy hats <laughs> that you see people wearing at the end of films when they're jetting off. Yeah. Of course, Hawaiian you're referring shirt. to the Sword and the Stone. <laughs> but is, is, he wear, is Merlin wearing a goofy hat? Something like the that, end yeah. Of Sword I think he is. We know the genie was at the end of Aladdin, but was Merlin wearing that? And if he wasn't, he should have been. Or was Merlin just wearing a Hawaiian shirt, shorts and sunglasses? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no way of knowing. So you don't like the idea of the room of requirement, is that what you're saying? Um, I'd like to go in there and get away from it all. Oh, I was I'd thinking say room that. of requirement. 
please can you make it for me so I get sealed inside uh, with no food, water or light and I'll <laughs> never want to emerge again. Lovely. Well, I was thinking that like in Edinburgh when it's all like a bit mental and there's a lot of hustle and bustle, my room of requirement would just be a nice quiet room. Uh, but sometimes I'd go to the library in Edinburgh, that'd be nice. Sit in there, read a book, contemplate life's biggest questions and uh, drink some of my milk. And also, how come these students need to practice doing these spells? Neville is five years in and he's like, wow, I've never been able to do Expelliarmus before. All you do is point your wand and say the word. <laughs> Easy busy, let's get fizzy, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, it can't be that hard, can it? All you need is to be able to pronounce it. Expelliarmus, done. There's no two spells that have the same word for different spells. So why do you have to do your wand in a certain way? Oh, yeah, yeah, if you're going to do Wingarda Leviosa, you have to swish and flick, otherwise it thinks you want to shit yourself. No, no, Wingardium Leviosa is Wingardium Leviosa. There's no other spell with the same name that does something else. Why do I need to bloody do that? Oh, you need to make the infinity symbol and then kick your leg backwards. Right, otherwise Avada Kedavra's going to do something else, is it? It's the killing curse. Well, I think they just want to make it sound like there's actual skill involved, but really, you just need to learn the words, don't you? Right. How many... boys... <coughs> How many boys drying up urine in bed yeah. out of five are you giving this chapter? Well, I must say, I did enjoy this chapter. Um, I like the idea of these clubs starting, getting going. Um, yeah, really good. There's the relationship with Cho Chang still developing. That feels like that's picking up a bit of speed. Umbridge is tightening her grip on the Hogwarts community. It's all very interesting stuff. I'm going to give this a very solid four... What was the thing we were rating it with? Um, how many boys drying up urine in bed out of five? I'm going to give it four boys drying up their own urine in bed out of five. Now, for me, this chapter had it all. Excitement. Um, new bonds. Yeah. Uh, all the goodies getting together to try and accomplish something. Wow. Was I thrilled from start to finish? For that reason, I can give this chapter no more than two boys drying urine in bed out of five. Fantastic. And now it's time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages that you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, we've had a lovely five-star review from Hai Chi 1992. And they say, Hello, my name is Chris, but you already know that because you had me wearing a gimp mask at your show in Southampton. This is where I learned about the podcast. Hey, that must have been the guy that looked a bit like you. Do you remember? We got him up. Well, hello, young man. <laughs> hey, he says, I've been um, an avid listener since uh, and I'm already almost halfway through your available episodes. It was nice wow, to meet Tom hell. and the other guy. <laughs> He's halfway through. 
He's halfway <laughs> bloody through and he's not learning your name. Well, it was nice to meet Tom and that other bloke. Uh, the podcast generally makes me laugh, so please keep it up. Generally, we make him laugh. Love from Chris generally the makes Doppelganger. What's funny is I walked away from that gig in Southampton going, that was one of the worst gigs I've ever done in my life. Um, no one is going to take anything away from that gig, but it got us a new listener. It got us a new know. listener and a lifelong fan of you, if not me. By the way, my name is Lucas Kirkby. But thank you for your five-star review. Uh, we've also Lucas had... Kirkby, let, let me write that down. What? I was just writing your name down so I don't forget. <laughs> hey, and we've also had a brand new baby Hermione. So please welcome to our Patreon, David Medlicott. David Medlicott. You are a baby bird. You have just been born in a nest. You have cracked open your shell and you are peeking out. I am your mummy bird. You're hungry. Guess what I've got for dinner? That's right. It's bird sick. Open wide, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, David. Uh, <laughs> you didn't get a kiss for the first time. You just got a bit of sick. <laughs> but thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, if anyone wants to join us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Pottervision, if we get to 100 followers, Tom will come and fly to Germany and we'll do some fun things together. Uh, we've just released last week, by the time this is recorded, we'll have released our Chuckle Vision episode. We've watched Chuckle Vision. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, so check it out. There's loads of other good stuff as well. And David... You'll be getting your goodies very soon. I'm, I'm sure Tom's already put them in the post. <laughs> I'm going to hand deliver them with my mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, look forward to them coming as soon as possible. Well, that's been Hedwig's Droppings. This has been Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every week we look mm. at a chapter of the Harry Potter books. Thank you so much for listening. We are back at the Edinburgh Fringe very, very soon. Tickets will be available for that. We're there from the 4th till the 24th of August. We are doing a couple of preview shows. We're doing one in Derby on the 27th of July. And we are doing one in Manchester on the 28th of July, where we'll be trying out new scenes uh, ready for our Edinburgh Fringe run. If you want to find all the ticket links and all the available gizmos you can go to pottervision.com and just bloody follow your intuition and follow the links it's helpfully mm. written out otherwise join us on the patreon and we will see you next time when we'll be on episode 114 chapter 19 of book 5 the lion and the serpent you have been a king pledgeant Allegiance pledging Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a chamber pot on the head wearing Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.